Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. One year anniversary of EVH leaving us. That stinks. Reminding me of where I was a year ago. Reminding me of all of that. Uh, Panthers with a big acquisition. We'll hear from Mike Houston ahead of the game at UCF. And Bryson screwed up the group chat for the Ryder Cup team. All of that coming up. But first, we off the jump here. Very excited to have. Nice get for us here. Dennis Dodd. Covers college football for CBS. Dennis, thank you for doing this, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, Patrick, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate the time. No, appreciate your time. A lot to get into uh, here. I was taken uh, last week the article you'd written about the college football playoff, and I guess now all of the uh, stumbles and hurdles in expanding that, which just a few months ago seemed like it was fait accompli. Uh, for those that missed it, and, and I don't know what you've learned since then, but apparently this thing is uh, going to be stuck at four and no, there's at least no 2023 expansion on the horizon. I don't think so. I mean, but that was no surprise. It was, it was always stated from the beginning that the quickest that could, this could start, if it had started at all, was 2023. And now it looks like it's going to be 2024. Bill Hancock, the oh, executive director of the CFP, said, if they can work out their differences, which in the next two or three months, uh, this thing could start in 2024. And so I think they can. Uh, they came out of that meeting, I don't know, not united because there was no vote and there was never going to be a vote because there's so many differences. But I, I, what I'm led to believe is I think they can get there. We're, we're going to have an expanded playoff, and it's probably going to be 12. Dennis Dodd, uh, CBS Sports color, uh, covers college football, uh, joining us uh, here. We'll talk uh, occasionally to uh, his colleague Chip Patterson, who's a great friend of the program. So really cool to have Dennis on the uh, show with us uh, here talking uh, college football. So what are the differences right now, Dennis, on that expansion? Oh, there are many. Um, <laughs> you know, first of all, about the, the number of, of teams, uh, there is a faction that not a faction. I know there's at least one conference that would prefer ESPN keep the rights. The overwhelming majority would like to see a new contract hmm. with multiple bidders, with multiple bidders winning, so you, they could get more money for the for the deal. Uh, just like the NFL has its playoffs with multiple networks, MLB does the same thing. I think the NBA does as well. They want to do that with the playoffs. And you know, sell those different, you know, the play-in games, the quarterfinal semis, and then the championship game is going to be a monster because it's going to be something like uh, the Super Bowl with all this money involved. Yeah, who, who's a outside of Disney? Who's who's a possible suitor there in your mind? Fox, I guess. Oh gosh, you, that's that's easy. Uh, you know, Fox, who already has the Pac-12, Big Twelve, and and Big Ten, part mm-hmm. of those rights. Uh, I think you might you might see TNT get in there. Uh, CBS, is, you know, is losing that Saturday afternoon uh, SEC package, and I think NBC might be interested. Not to mention whatever develops the streaming. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of the people who are managing this see streaming as a tremendous potential opportunity. The problem is that you can't really value it, what it's going to be worth until like 100% of the country is wired for broadband and streaming. And right now it's not. For example, Morgantown, West Virginia, in the Big 12, as far as I know, is not fully wired. Hmm. So if, you, if you're going to roll that out, a property like that, you better make sure the entire country can see it. We got Dennis Dodd uh, on the line with us uh, here. Uh, what are some of the other issues outside of the rights fees? Uh, the Rose Bowl, uh, the <laughs> Pac-12 and Big Ten want this traditional Rose Bowl. Uh, they mostly want, um, you know, the January 1st date at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And I keep saying never so much has been fought over a parade and a sunset because <laughs> they, they, they value the Rose Parade. Uh, and that look of the San Gabriel Mountains more yeah. than the game itself, frankly. Yeah. So I think what it's gonna what that that's gonna come down to is I think the Rose Bowl will probably have a permanent place in uh, the quarterfinals, with a chance to get either or um, the Big Ten or Pac-12 in that game. Gotcha. But think about that: the Rose Bowl is happy with a national championship quarterfinal. You know, this was this was the granddaddy of them all. And to hold on that a sliver of that tradition, that's what they're willing to do. Yeah. Gosh, that's wild. Uh, we've got uh, CBS's Dennis Dodd on with us here. The conference expansion uh, talk is something that quite obviously we're uh, interested in. I think everybody's interested in uh, that follows football, but because of uh, the American and, and ECU, we're quite interested in that. Uh, and last week, Mountain West basically says they're staying together, uh, not going to have anybody splinter off at this time. Uh, Mike Oresco, the commissioner uh, for the American, releases, uh, you know, kind of a, a carefully worded but somewhat oddly stated uh, release about, uh, you know, their their careful consideration. Uh, where, where do you see the American going? I mean, we know that they want to add four. There's some scuttlebutt, I guess, that they could add six. I mean, wh- where does that kind of wind up in your mind with who maybe winds yeah, up with the American? Four. At least four, because yeah. one of the options is going big and doubling their size with eight, maybe going to 16. Uh, they're really in a box right now. When the Mountain West stayed together, that that was their number one, I guess, offer was going to go to whatever group of teams you want to, you know, you want to consider. Colorado State, Air Force, Boise, San Diego State, whatever, whoever was in there. Mm-hmm. And they decided to take, stay together, which was wise, because in the case of, like, Boise, why move twice when you can do one? You know, there have been rumored to be uh, interest from the Big 12 in a couple of years. Well, why go to the American now when and maybe devalue yourself in terms of schedule strength when you can stay where you are? Things stay as they are right now. Uh, arguably, the Mountain West is the number one group of five conference. It just is. The, the American's been too diminished. I don't think there's anybody they can get from, say, Conference USA or the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. It's going to change that fact. So that's why the Americans in a little bit of a box. Uh, they have to decide if they want four, if they want to go big. There's a, um, oh, I guess a push out there to take all of uh, the group of five that's remaining and divide it geographically. Uh, in other words, take those teams that are left. You know, I, I think those three conferences I mentioned all have teams in Texas, Louisiana, and maybe Florida, don't hold me to that. But, you know, there, there's no reason to have those teams spread out. Why not have all the Texas teams in one 
geographic conference. Uh, same for Louisiana. Um, and that, that would cut down on travel, make it easier to make money. I don't know what the networks would pay for it, but as it is now, um, you know, the Americans' earning power has been diminished. They earn, those schools get $7 million on average a year. It's going to be quite a bit less now, whatever happens, I think. Yeah. Um, with that said, uh, when you talk geography, you're talking Sunbelt, the American, and Conference USA perhaps yeah. coming up with a, some sort of uh, regionally divided. I think it came out to 32 teams, and you'd have 10, 10, and 12 possibly or, or something yeah, along those lines. something like that. Yeah. And and you could divide. You obviously could have divisions. I mean, it, it would. There, there are things that would be worse. You know, the thing that that I that I would like to to maybe see is certainly for these Olympic sports, but also for basketball. I think it just would make you know a, a lot of sense. But uh, for for football, you know, it seems to be less less of a concern. When when you mention Boise going to uh, the Big Twelve potentially, there's also some talk. I guess Memphis might wind up there. Yeah, as well, I mean, that, I reported that, that, yeah. you know, that. And again, it would be at some point in the future if if uh, if the Big Twelve made that decision. I mean, you know, whatever they get now for their rights, they have to get the same money for those schools. I don't know if Boise State and Memphis bring that. Yeah, you know, when Oklahoma and Texas left the Big Twelve, by professional estimates, lost fifty percent of its value. Yeah, um, ESPN basically cut Fox off at the knees by doing that because Fox had all that money invested in the Big 12 as well. And now ESPN is going to get the whole thing in the SEC. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a possibility. I think there's a lot of thinking that has to go on before they do that. You know, you get 12, what is it, 12 now. Um, you know, what are, what are two more mouths to feed mean for the Big 12? I don't know. Well, and as you say, Two more mouths that may not bring a great deal, right? That may not bring. It's called pro rata, which is even money for what they get now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great to have Dennis Dodd with us. This is uh, this has been fun. I want I want to ask you a little bit about the season as is. Uh, I think you tweeted one of the uh, sports books has Georgia, Alabama, and Oklahoma as the only sure bets to get into uh, the college football playoff. Where out of the Big Ten, who is the? I mean, it seems like that Penn State will have more opportunities beyond this week. But this seems like a, an enormous game for an Iowa team that is what Clemson aspires to be, great defense and just piecing it together enough on offense to win games. Yeah. Uh, yeah but, this, well, Iowa has the best chance now because of their schedule. They play in the so-called weaker division in the West. And if they beat Penn State, of course, they'd have to play in the championship game. But this this team has the look of 2015 – was a bunch of these no names, and you know they kind of pieced it together and missed out by 27 seconds. Lost to Michigan State in the Big Ten championship game, where the loser, the winner went, and the loser didn't. Mm-hmm. So it looks a lot like that. Penn State still has to play um, Ohio State. They still have to play Michigan State. They still, I believe, still, yeah, they still have to play Michigan. So, and those four teams are really good in the East right now. So that they could. There could be a great team there, or they could end up beating each other up. Who knows? And I think if there's a a, a, a stadium that is a home field, the one in Iowa City is a home. I mean, that's a big home field advantage for the Hawkeyes, is it not? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a traditional Big Ten, can't hear yourself think. It's not <laughs> as big as the shoe or, or, the, uh, or the, the big house in Michigan that no stadium is. Uh, but it gets as loud as, 
there's a lot of places yeah. um, when the whole state of Iowa convenes and and Iowa City, and they're they're going to come. I I went to the game in '15 where they needed to beat Minnesota uh, to get to the Big Ten championship game, clinch the division, and it was what night game. It was it was as wild as anything you want to see in the SEC. So it's special. Red River Shootout. Uh, does Texas have a shot in that one against Oklahoma? Who's looked? Oh, I think they'll mad. win. Yeah, Do I you? think they'll win. Okay. Um, yeah, because they're a more complete team right now. What opponents have done to Oklahoma, and I just looked it up. Uh, they've defenses have dared this white hot offense to throw over the top. Lincoln Riley loves explosive plays. Well, defenses simply have not allowed. Uh, Spencer Rattler and the Sooners to go over the top of them. In fact, I think he's three out of 15 this year on passes 20 yards or more down the field. So they've slipped from uh, eighth last year in explosive plays, plays 20 yards or more, mm-hmm. to I think 67th or 68th. They're just not, they just, you know, so it's not to say they can't win. They just have to win a different way. They have to be patient and drive the ball down the field, which is what they did against Kansas State. I was at that game last week, and they scored 37 points, and the game was pretty much in hand until Kansas State uh, ran back a late kick. But that's who they have to be. I I think Texas still has a lot of ceiling with the new quarterback, Casey Thompson. The best player on the field is going to be B. John Robinson, the running back. He's number two in rushing in the country, number two in all-purpose. And traditionally in this game, as long as it's been played, the teams that rushes for the most yards wins. You know, and that includes an era these last 20 years has been defined by quarterback play. Four Heisman winners have been in this game. Two Heisman runner-ups have been in this game, all of them for Oklahoma. But, you know, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. I think Texas has the better chance this year. We... In a few years when they join the SEC, does that game stay in Dallas? Yeah, I think so. Um, it just becomes an SEC game instead of a, a Big 12 game. Well, cause it no, seemed, I, yeah, because no. it seemed like Alabama and Auburn would play in Birmingham for years and years and years. But I think that was more about getting it out of the stadium there, which was... Yeah, the stadium was kind of decrepit. And, and um, there was they finally had an idea that, look, we need to play this. For it to be even, we need to go to the campuses. That comes up every few years in this rivalry, and then they just end up signing extensions. Right. So it's such a special um, setting there with the State Fair of Texas. Yeah. I want to ask you about Cincinnati. Uh, if... You, I mean, is their path certain to get into that top four? Do you, do you feel like that? Because it just seems like there's a lot of anybody who's ahead of them. There's going to be a lot of uh, potential pratfalls. Since yeah, the, the historically the the selection committee will do everything they can to keep them out. Now the difference is they've got the best schedule, probably or best chance of any group of five team in the uh, in the eight years of the CFP. They won a consecutive games at a Power 5 school. And I know Notre Dame's not in a Power 5 conference, but they're a Power 5 school. Uh, and, you know, won fairly handily, I guess, at least in the terms of, of Notre Dame. And so they're now, after last year finishing eighth, uh, they're in the minds of people to say, hey, this team can play. So how high can they get? Well, if they win the rest of their games, if you look at their schedule, they play one more ranked team, and that's SMU at home. Mm-hmm. Um they may play SMU two weeks later in the championship game, which would be another feather in their hat. But it's for Cincinnati, yes, 
they're absolutely good enough to be a playoff team if they win the rest of their games. But if they don't, uh, they don't get any sympathy from a lot of people because it's laid out for them now. They've gone through the hardest parts. Uh, they, they host uh, Temple this week. Um, so who just beat Memphis. So it's going to be tough, but in its seventh year, I think Luke Fickle has built a powerhouse there. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, a couple just quick things for you. Just want to get your thoughts. Uh, the USC job, we were talking about that. Uh, ben and I were a little bit off air here. Ultimately, wh- who does that go to? Uh, still weeks to go. Um, they won't decide until December. Um, and we'll use this time to do due diligence and vet all the candidates. Uh, and then they'll have to do something in December because of recruiting. But mm-hmm. uh, I like uh, James Franklin at Penn State. I like Luke Fickle. Yeah. Uh, you know, Luke Fickle is not giving off any vibes like he wants to leave. But when it's a top five job, which it is, with perhaps life changing money, you know, um, he can do it. I think Luke, I think James Franklin checks all the boxes for the job, except one that people won't, won't even remember. You will, Patrick. Do you remember the, the rape cases at Vanderbilt years ago? Yeah, yeah sure. Do. Uh, four rapes that. At, at the very least, he oversaw the program when that scandal happened. I'm not putting any, not implicating him at all in any of this. But how much of that does, you know, does has an impression on the administration there, particularly the president, Carol Fault. Right. She's already, by most accounts, poo-pooed um, Urban Meyer when he was available before the Jaguars. Right. Uh, because of character issues. Yeah. And this wouldn't be a character issue, but it would be something at a, at a school – uh, that is very, very conscious of these sort of things. So does that, in her mind, wreck his candidacy? I think the dark horse to watch is Bob Stoops. I, I think he, I think he'd take it. He's always kind of indicated that he wouldn't come back unless it's a place that's got all the resources and you can win. And USC certainly has that. Where do you see is Notre Dame ever going to be in a conference? It seemed like the ACC thing worked out well for him last year in the weird yeah. year. But... Ever? I mean, look. I, there are no absolutes in, in college athletics. And if they join a conference, it will have to be the ACC through 2036. That's what the contract says. Um, that's what the ACC contract says. They're not going to let, let them out of it unless something extraordinary happens. No, it, it was great last year. It helped them get into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but they've got, you know, look, look at their schedule this year. Now, they've lost a game and probably won't make it. But they can manage their schedule, which is great for them right. and draws a lot of criticism from other people. Um, you know, they can do that. There's so much tradition and everything else built into that. I would never say never, but there's nothing imminent right now. They're going to stay an independent sure. for the near future. Yeah. Always an interesting uh, kind of thing to, to kick around, especially given what happened last year and, and being uh, in, in an area where the ACC is so prevalent here in our state. Hey, uh, I really enjoyed this, Dennis. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. Hope we can do it again down the road at some point. You bet, Patrick. Thank you. All right, there he goes, Dennis Dodd. Great to have him on, CBS Sports, national football uh, writer there. You know, we were just talking about, I mean, Fickle makes a lot of sense. His old AD is also out there at USC. And the James Franklin thing, you know, I always wondered, Franklin didn't seem to get a lot of that on him. I mean, it was a big story at the time. Now, had that happened in the last year or two, he it would have become an, a much bigger story than it was. And it was a big story. But it would have become an enormous story. And I just, I wondered when James Franklin went to Penn State, 
was everything that was going on at Penn State, even when he takes the job there, does that kind of, I don't want to say minimize that, but I mean, it just seemed like that was not as big a deal at Penn State as obviously it sounds like it could be at USC. Yeah, I, I think I remember when that Penn State kind of deal was going around. The blame was more so on Joe Paterno and Sandusky. Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Franklin was never brought up. Right. That was that was the big story. Yeah. Not so much what had happened at Vanderbilt involving James Exactly. Franklin. Yeah, yeah. And, and and to be fair again, when we say involving James Franklin, he was the head coach during the time this happened. Yep. You're the CEO. We How many times have we heard that? I'm the CEO of the program. I'm yep. the guy that runs the program. All right, we got to grab a break. It was great to have Dennis on uh, here. Been trying to get him on for a couple weeks, so it's uh, always fun to get the perspective of these guys. Plus, it's kind of nice to talk to somebody a little bit about, you know, this whole thing with the with the American. I mean, we, look, I think our next. Did you see the email today? The media days for next week. I did not for basketball. Not. Okay, maybe there's so, an I mean, answer there. But it's the same thing. It's that virtual media day. I'm assuming you're going to be able to kind of because uh, you got to register for it. Yep. I'm assuming you, there's a there's a Zoom Q and A or something, but I mean really that because we have tried. I've asked about this at least once a week. We've offered many many times to have the commissioner on during this, and I think Mike Oresco knows we're always fair. Now, in in fairness, he's not doing any media, to my knowledge. It's not like we're getting shut out or anything. It's just I don't think there's a whole lot he could say. But I think next week, if there are media opportunities. Anybody who's a media member who covers a team in the American, they definitely have to ask him. I know we're talking basketball next week, but you've got to ask him that question. If yeah. that's not the first question, whoever selected first to ask it, assuming that's quit, the, <laughs> please well, I mean, quit it's, what it's, you're it's doing. journalistic malpractice. Yeah, that has to be the first question. Yeah, what are the plans for expansion? And, and you know, now that it appears the mountain, and, and the thing is this. I mean, we we had him on one time. It was late in the show. He joined us. We went overtime, which is fine. I'm happy to do. But, I mean, he's he's a guy that likes to talk. This is a forum where we'll give you all the room you need to talk. You don't yeah. have to give us a sound bite like you do in a, a media thing. We're, we're happy to have you expand on as much of it as you can. And we're not going to do a gotcha question. I mean, that's it's just – but, I mean, I think these are important questions. Look, it's an important – it's an important deal now for the American. I mean, if you're an ECU fan, this conference, it's it's an important deal to see where the American's going to go. Well, no, you're right. It's completely important because when you look when Cincinnati and UCF and Houston was still with us, well, they are still with us, but granted, they've said they're leaving. When they were with us, I mean, the American was in a good spot to have a legitimate claim to say they were a power six. Yeah. And now we're kind of expecting Memphis and the SMU to lead here and about leaving about maybe a year or two. And the conference, I mean, no offense, isn't looking too great after that. So expansion and getting the right teams into this conference is very important for ECU and the conference as a whole moving forward when it comes to revenue, well, TV, and et you know, cetera. He, he brings the TV up, Dennis did, about the, the Big 12. They're not going to get as much money, obviously, as they – now they're, they'll potentially and likely get more money than uh, they're getting right now with the American deal. But it's not – they got to pay $20 million to get out of this thing. All three of them do. And you got UCF, which is spending $80 million a year in their athletics budget, spending a ton of money on football. And, you know, they're investing all that money. And they were the ones that, according to rumors last year, were the ones that wanted the American to loan them some money. 
what assets could the league put up? <laughs> because $80 million budget, that's a huge budget. You got to cover a lot under that budget. And you, it's, it's the, it's the whole arms race. So, I mean, if you're looking at, they're spending 20 million to get 15, I, you know, but obviously they're spending 80, they in Houston are spending, or is it Cincinnati? I think they in Cincinnati are spending the 80 million. Uh, as far as her athletic budget goes, I mean, who've, who've been the two sort of superior football programs, those two, it's not a coincidence, but, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting. All right. We've gone, uh, extremely long here, but I, I, it's good for Dennis to come on and enjoyed that. Hopefully we can get him back. It's good to get those national guys on. Like we said, it's always sort of interesting to get their perspective. Uh, we're going to have Mike Houston, uh, and comments from him coming up here in just a bit. Ben will also have an update. Uh, some other things to talk about. Got baseball tonight. There's a Greenville flavor to that. So we'll get all involved in uh, all of that uh, coming up after this timeout on the PJ Show. Online or on the go. Love it. Log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. October is here, and that means the holiday season and cooler weather are right around the corner. But it also means the new crop of peanuts is being harvested. So if you are looking for great North Carolina peanut snacks, look no further than Bertie County Peanuts. Small batch, hand-cooked, and 100% guaranteed. You can't go wrong with their gourmet peanuts. Now with free shipping. Shop online at BertieCountyPeanuts.net or drop by and see them in Windsor at Powell & Stokes. Bertie County Peanuts, a North Carolina tradition. Fantastic Sam's Cut and Color Salons are open and ready to serve you. We have taken steps to ensure your safety. Our locally owned and operated salons are ready to provide your next haircut, color, highlights, facial wax, or hair treatments. Please support your local salon by calling for an appointment today. Fantastic Sam's, affordable by design, caring by nature. Locations in Goldsburg, Kinston, Greenville, Newburn, Moorhead City, Jacksonville, and Calabash. Improve the air quality in your home by calling the Air Doctor. Proudly serving Eastern North Carolina for over 10 years, the Air Doctor specializes in the sales, service, maintenance, and installation of residential and commercial heating and air conditioning. The Air Doctor also offers duct cleaning and free duct evaluations. Dirty duct work reduces air quality and may cause increased dust, bacteria, and unpleasant odors. Call the Air Doctor and get your ducts in a row. Call 252-215-0966. Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. Argue ready, Pirate fans. Freeboot Friday is back. Uptown Greenville invites you to Freeboot Friday, the official pep rally of home ECU football games. Join fans for live music, food, beer and wine, children's activities, and more. Brought to you by Wells Fargo, the Freeboot Fun takes place from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. each Friday before ECU home football games in the Five Points Plaza. Visit UptownGreenville.com for more information. And as always, go Pirates! 
Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go! On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Looking at uh, another nice day tomorrow, lots of sunshine. A few clouds will build as the day goes on. 85, 40% shot at rain Thursday, nearly 70 on uh, Friday, and uh, 70% chance of rain on Saturday as well. 50-50 shots Sunday, and then we get into Monday and Tuesday. I'm, I'm quite frankly shocked. Unless it's happened, we just haven't seen it, that all these high school games did not get moved to Thursday night. But I guess there's a big enough chance of rain still that they're going to they're gonna keep it there. Plus, you're also getting into a deal where if you're like Aiden Grifton and Farmville and North Bay, you're having to play Tuesday and Friday in a week. Uh, by the way, Aiden Grifton beat Farmville for the sixth straight time last night. So the uh, Chargers won. And then Rose with a big uh, volleyball win over... Uh, Conley at the Rose Garden last night. So congratulations to them. Always good to shine a little light on the locals. Is that what you? Is that what they call it, or is that what you call it? Either way, I like the name. That's the that's what it's been known as. Okay, for, all right. I didn't know for that. about. I love that. Yeah, the Rose Garden. Their gym's the Rose Garden. Uh, that's neat. I like I, it. I don't think it, you know, like in Lenore County, <coughs> where I grew up, we named the gyms because basketball is a big deal in Lenore County. But Kinston High's gym's not named for anybody. But the North Lenore Gym, the Parrot Gym, uh, I think now the Bethel Gym and South Lenore's Gym are all named for various people for various things. Uh, Kinston was never... Now, the other name that was really neat in Lenore County, uh, it was like the Convocation Center or something for LCC, but they called it the Sportatorium. Like old, uh, like okay. old Dallas yeah, yeah, pro like wrestling. The Sportatorium. So there you go. That was... Uh, those are the two good. The Rose Garden and the Sportatorium are two of the better ones. I like those names. I, yeah, I like them. Too. I, okay. I, we need better names of venues. I understand, you know, in the day you want to name something in honor of somebody. Like, I mean, look, UCF, that whole thing. But, I mean, they, the Bounce House. They at least call it the Bounce House now. Yeah. You got the swamp down there in Florida. Yeah, but they don't call it the swamp. It's got an official name. But, I mean, nobody knows that official name. They just know it as the swamp. The bounce house, they just said everybody knows this is the bounce house. We're going to call it the bounce house. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like those sort of names. The Rose Garden, it's all good stuff. I can I couldn't tell you what UCF Stadium name is. It's the bounce house. The bounce house, yeah. yeah. Well, it is now. That's what they, it actually is named. It's oh, they named just the bounce named house. it that? Yeah. Okay, all right. I guess they lost the sponsor, Bright House, which, I mean, I I think Bright House still claims <laughs> I own money for when I lived down there. Oh, you talk about a crooked company. All right, um... Let us uh, – oh, quick thing here on the baseball. Tonight, Cardinals-Dodgers. believe it's on TBS. Is that right? Very funny. And we've got <laughs> – uh, thank you, Ben. We've got uh, 
Um, couple Greenville connections there. Country Joe be behind the plate, probably his final game behind the dish. And then uh, Joe West, of course. And then uh, Clayton McCullough. Speaking of Rose, ECU Pirate, he will be uh, the first base coach for the Dodgers. So a couple of Eastern North Carolina, specifically Greenville connections. My brother uh, is texting me and saying, asking my dad and I, we watched the new Sopranos movie. It's really, really bad. See, I was going to say, you did not like it. It was terrible. It was awful. I mean, just as a standalone movie, if you never saw the series, it was still bad. Really? Yeah. So, okay. It's a bad movie. It's one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. You're kidding, really? I'm not kidding. It's bad. You want to save the uh, update? We go ahead and get caught back up on breaks, and yeah. you do it. You want, I mean, save the report, and you go ahead and do your update. Yeah, here. we can do that, yeah. Let's do that. Why did you think it was bad? You just didn't like it? Um, but we can get into it a little bit okay. later on. But, <laughs> uh, Were you expecting nudity and there was none? Is that what I or, or? Well, no, there was nudity. Oh, there was nudity. Yeah, yeah. All but right, well, let's sign just me say, up. It was very 2021. All right, let me let me uh oh. 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 Let's put it that way. But isn't it set in like the uh set in like the 60s? I think it's 69 specifically, but okay. I, you'll you'll see what I mean if you ever watch it. There's a lot of stuff I want to watch. I just don't have. I just don't have time. That movie was a. Uh, so you snoozer. would you would put it down the list a little bit. Uh, I mean, like you watch said, Yellowstone, or is that too? Are you too young? Are you not in the demo? Uh, maybe I'm too young for that one. My grandparents watch that, so you know. See, my parents watch it. Yeah, and they say you should watch Yellowstone. You know, it doesn't appeal to me. I, I mean, I what old guy in a hat? What does that? What does that do for me? <laughs> you know what? I never watched. I watched two episodes of it. I just couldn't get into it. What's that? Breaking Bad. I saw the first episode. I thought this was interesting, and I never followed up on it. But I was told how I mean, like Big Hen, huge Breaking Bad fan. You know, I think it's a deal where you get told, "Hey, you got to watch this show," and you never seen it before. You get so burnt out, and people telling you to watch it, and you're just going to be a jerk and be like, "No, I'm never going to watch it now. I'm not. I refuse to watch it." Like Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad. I'm not going to watch those now just because people were bothering the crap out of me about watching them. I I I was down at the beach a couple of years ago, and I tried to watch Breaking Bad. I just like, you know, on demand or something. Or, oh, yeah, or, yeah. I thought it was interesting, but I don't know. I never followed up on it. Yeah, I just couldn't get excited about it. I don't know what it was. I just couldn't get pumped up about it. It takes a special show for me to binge watch it or really get into it. So maybe it's just me. I'm a different well, breed when it comes to those kind of things. You know what my problem is? If I do get hooked on something, I will stick with it to the bitter yeah. dead end. I got you. Yeah, I'm kind Even of Even when way. it starts, like there's something I watch now. It just ended. They got another season. And every episode just was really just a slog. The last episode was really good. Yeah. And the preview, because I guess they've already filmed the upcoming episode or upcoming season, got me hype. What show is it? Animal Kingdom on, on TNT. Okay, I'd never heard of this. All it's right. A good, it's a, it really started out really well, but it's just it killed off character. It just became, it just became <laughs> it's hard to watch. It's the Walking Dead now. It just became hard to watch. The Walking Dead's in space now. Yeah. <laughs> and it just was like, oh, God, are you kidding me? And then, you know, Curb's coming back next, and I still get hype about that. I'll make time right, to watch that. Curb guy, oh, yeah. love it, love it. I'm excited as I can be. I just chuckle thinking about it. But I just don't. I mean, anything else? It's just so hard to make. I don't know. I agree with you completely. And then the I, same way. and then I, I watch a like we are watching the Monica Lewinsky uh, American Crime Story thing. Oh, okay, yeah, I did FX see some is doing for that. We're, yeah. we're we're recording it and watching it because we're old. Uh, 
So we'll watch that tonight, like over dinner. You got to watch your programs. I get it. Got to watch my stories. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, Ben, with uh, an update on everything going on, and then we will uh, come back with our pirate report. Here's Ben. Thanks, Patrick. Pirate head football coach Mike Houston had a press conference earlier today when asked about how his team will approach the UCF game. Here was Houston's response. Well, we, you know, we, we got to prepare to go play a, a good ball game. That's it. the. None of that other stuff matters. I mean, we're, we're excited we got the win on Saturday. We're excited we're 1-0. That's done. You know, we've got a huge game this Saturday. Uh, we've got to have a great practice this afternoon. You know, that's really the only focus I have right now is having a great Tuesday practice. We're, you know, full pads. You know, we've got to, we've got to get our work done. You know, our heavy, heavy contact stuff done today and tomorrow. Uh, and just mentally just preparing our guys for how we got to play Saturday. From the NFL, two surprises came about last night. We start with the Patriots seemingly releasing former Defensive Player of the Year and cornerback Stephon Gilmore. But as soon as those reports came out, it was revealed moments later that he was never released and that the Carolina Panthers were able to get a trade-in for him, giving up a 2023 sixth-round pick for the All-Pro. Gilmore is currently on the PUP list and is eligible to return week six against the Vikings. The surprise the news didn't stop there as the Cowboys released middle linebacker Jalen Smith. Smith had made the Pro Bowl in 2019 and had averaged over 100 tackles in each of his last three seasons. Elsewhere in the league, Urban Myers once again apologized for an incident involving a young woman over the weekend. He maintains that he will not step down as the Jaguars head coach. Bears head coach Matt Nagy is committed to Justin Fields as being the starting quarterback moving forward. Washington football team tight end Logan Thomas will be out for at least four weeks due to a hamstring injury. And linebacker Jamie Collins returns for a third stint with the New England Patriots. For Major League Baseball, the Chicago Cubs are working on an extension for manager David Ross and the NL wildcard is set for tonight between the St. Louis Cardinals and the LA Dodgers. First pitch is set for 8-10. Expect to start on the mound for the Dodgers is Max Scherzer while the Cardinals will field Adam Wainwright. In college basketball, the number one ranked point guard in the 2022 class and Jaden Bradley is committed to Alabama. And from the NBA, the Phoenix Suns were working on a max rookie extension with center DeAndre Ayton, but those negotiations have since been stalled due to disagreements. That's going to do it for 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Barham. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Fastest two hours in radio. Fastest two hours in radio. The award-winning Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown. With Patrick Johnson and ECU legend Terrence Copper. Counting down to kick off with all the info you need to get ready for game day. Green 54! The Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown. Pirate Game Day Countdown. On 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. I'm with my health insurance agent, Bill Jenkins. Bill is an employee benefit specialist and life insurance agent from Town Insurance. Bill, give us an update on Town Insurance here in North Carolina. Town Insurance is a top insurance and employee benefits agency in North Carolina and ranks in the top 50s nationwide. We have primary offices in Greenville, Kinston, Wilmington, Raleigh, and now Charlotte. And Bill, what are areas Town Insurance specializes in? With our experienced account management team, we specialize in employee benefits, including group medical, dental, life, vision, disability, and voluntary options for employees. We compare these options with several of the best carriers in the market, 
and assists businesses on benefit administration as well as employee education and enrollments. And how can a business best contact you to review their employee benefits program? Give us a call, 252-756-8300. Call today as the best time is now to come to town. Hunting season is here, and it's time for a visit to Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop. Just outside of Greenville, a marine drive. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop is your location for all your hunting supplies. In addition to guns and ammo, they have a complete archery pro shop with a full-time bow tech on site, plus sportsmen on staff to answer your questions. Whether you need hunting, fishing, clothing, or outdoor supplies, make Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop your one-stop destination. Open Monday through Friday till 5 and Saturday to 1230. Due to the chip shortage, the Regional Car Buying Group is coming to Greenville and wants to buy your car. If you want to sell your car and don't want to hassle with the dealerships that won't give you what it's worth, come to the Regional Car Buying Event at the Greenville Convention Center October 8th and 9th. Drive up, get an offer you can't refuse, and walk away with a check at this pop-up event October 8th and 9th at the Greenville Convention Center. Regional Car will make you a great offer and buy it on a spot, no matter the year, make, or model. Join us at the Greenville Convention Center October 8th from 2 until 7 p.m. and October 9th from 10 until 5 p.m. All you need is your title or payoff information, a valid registration, all title holders, along with a photo ID. Oh, and don't forget all the keys and remotes, too. Want more information and to know what to bring? Go to regionalcarbuyingevent.com. No purchase necessary and no appointment required. Just drive up. See you at the Regional Car Buying Event, October 8th and 9th at the Greenville Convention Center. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Coming up on Saturday, we'll have coverage of ECU at UCF kickoff. 6 o'clock, hear the game here on 94.3. The game also 107.9. WNCT, the 100,000-watt flagstick of the ECU Pirates. And our coverage will begin at 3 o'clock here on 94.3. The game. Join Terrence Copper and yours truly for the Bush Light Pirate Game Day Countdown. Oh, hang on, Ben. I don't have my papers in order here. Thank you. It's my favorite part. The song has grown on me. Beautiful. Oh, you like that part of the song? Oh, now it's getting tense. Okay. The ship somehow got in a storm. All right, leave it up while I read who it's brought to you by. All right, all right. Today's Pirate Report is brought to you by Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern in downtown Winterville. Great food and specialty drinks and craft beers. Pair Customs, superior boats at an affordable price at 21 feet and 21 or 24 feet center console. Get your next boat the way you want it. Pair custom. Eastern Plumbing, setting the standard for quality service for over 15 years. Learn more at easternplumbingonline.com. And bye. Bill Clark Holmes. Bill Clark Holmes personifies pirates. Supporting pirates. That has to be the most dramatic read I've heard in a long time. By the way, um, when the ref is in here, tell him not to kill it so quick. They got to fade it down. Did you teach him anything? Is he a killer when it comes oh, to the, Oh, okay. I got to get on him. Bad. Uh, like it's, on, it's alarming it's so quick. Like you there kind of faded that down as it went. Yeah. Yeah. I heard he kind of outed uh, or he outed him as the Selena Gomez lover yesterday. And he got real upset about that. 
Oh, you're telling me. He got upset at me over it. It's like, dude, we all That's love like, it. You know how long I held on to that information? <laughs> Who cares? I don't, I mean, I don't care. I Selena Gomez. Yeah. I mean, it's a little weird, but it is Selena Gomez. It's funny. It is funny. I don't care. I don't regret anything. There you go, B-Baby. Mike Houston says the difference between Charleston Southern and the Tulane game, uh, the difference in his team between the Charles Su- Charleston Southern and Tulane games were? Practice, preparation, and uh, probably mental mindset going into the ball game. You know, all, all those – we had a great week of practice last week, very physical practice on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, you know, but the players mentally going into the game, I really liked where they were. Uh, you know, Saturday morning, I, I had no doubt once we finished our team meeting Saturday morning that we were going to play well. You know, didn't know if you're going to win or not, but I knew we would play well. And certainly they went out and did that. He talked about building on the win over the green wave. That game Saturday is the first game since I've been here that we look like the team that I want to be. And that's the film confirmed it. We were extremely physical up front, both sides of the football. Uh, love the way our DBs and linebackers ran and hit. Um, just just love the play of the offensive line. Uh, I thought Holton was very composed in the pocket. I thought we protected him in the pocket. I thought we had guys that made plays around him. Uh, you know, special teams, I thought our kickoff team, you know, really set the tone for a lot of things on Saturday. The way we covered kicks, the way we were hitting on, on, on special teams, uh, you know, forced a turnover on, uh, with the punt team. Uh, so just, uh, you know, very pleased the way our team played. Now, we want to build on that, you know, consistency. Can we do it again? Can we play that way and, and correct some things we did wrong uh, and play just a little bit better this week? I mean, I think that's the challenge because, you know, that's, if, you play that, if you play the way we did in, in all three phases last week, if you play that way week in and week out, you know, you're going to have a shot every weekend. And, uh, and that's, the, that's the whole deal. You know, go in, you know, ready to play each week. Uh, it's a tough conference, so you, you can't look past anybody. You can't look behind you. It's just 1-0 each week. That's got to be the focus. Trying to go 1-0 each week. Coach Houston on UCF losing to Navy last week. Well, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, Navy, the Navy team I saw on film this week and the Navy team I saw against Marshall were two different teams. And you, you knew that, that, that Ken would get everything fixed up there. I mean, you knew he would. And... Uh, and that triple option offense, when it's when it's humming, it's 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 a challenge. And you know, so that was a that was a tough loss. I mean, that UCF had a two touchdown lead late, uh, and you know, just you know, made some mistakes, and uh, Navy took advantage of them. But I, I don't think so because that's I mean, that's a tough conference game. You're playing at Navy. I mean, it's a tough place to play. Uh, certainly, they expected to win, but uh, you know, this league's tough. So uh, I'm sure that they'll be they'll be motivated this week. Uh, I'm sure they're excited to be back at home. Uh, you know, they've, like I said, they've got a lot of experienced guys. They've got a lot of talent. Um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be ready to go. So we've got a huge challenge on Saturday. And Coach Houston talked about the fine line between physicality and staying healthy in practice. It's a, it's a fine line, but I, I think that you have to do it in, in kind of segments. You know, you've you got to have some good on good because you, you get the speed from that. Um, you, you gotta you, you gotta have the physicality and competition with the O line and D line because that's that's how you're gonna be sharp on Saturday. But again, you know it, it is a long season. Um, but I think you know you, you look at what you know each program kind of looks at what they hang their hat on. You know what what's your strengths? You know what's what gives you the best chance to win on game day? And ours has to be playing our freaking tails off, playing with physicality, playing with great effort. You know playing together 
high execution. It has to be. That's that's the way that's the way we're going to win. And so you know, if we want to play like that on Saturday, you know, we got to prepare like that. And uh, I want to get to the ECU offensive line comment. Let's uh, play that one. I think that's all we'll have time for here today. I mean, I thought that's the best they've played this year. Uh, you know, really, and Nashad Strother, you got to talk about him in there too because I thought that was probably Nashad's best game of the year, one of the better games he's had in his career here. Uh, but I thought I thought they all played, you know, much improved Saturday. I thought, you know, in particular, like you're talking about, I thought that Avery and Fernando and Nashad and, you know, Trent got in there, Sean Bailey was in there. I thought they did a really good job handling those two defensive tackles. I mean, you know, 77 from Tulane, I mean, he, he ate our lunch last year. Uh, and yeah, I thought we did a really good job of neutralizing him on Saturday. And, and really, you know, you talk about the huge days that Rajay and Keaton had Saturday. Uh, you know, you look at the film and we're displacing the, you know, the defensive line. And all of a sudden now you have that room to make those cuts. Uh, and that's the thing, you know, those running backs are talented players. If we give them the room, you know, they're going to they're gonna make some plays. So just, you know, really pleased with the way our offensive front played. We'll be back to wrap it up after this. Every Monday during the NFL season, get the latest on the Carolina Panthers as Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network joins the P-Man. Bring on the good stuff, universe. This and every Monday right here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station for the ECU Pirates. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's Kids Night at Moore's Barbecue. Let us take care of dinner tonight for your little ones. Every Wednesday night, kids 10 and under eat free with the purchase of an adult meal. So come into one of our five locations in Winterville, New Bern, Moorhead City, Swansboro, and Jacksonville. Bring the whole family. There's always enough great food for everyone. If it's not Moore's, it's less. Attention seniors who are Medicare eligible and those on Medicare disability. Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group with five branches local to Eastern North Carolina wants you to know that the annual open enrollment period is October 15th until December 7th. This is the only time this year that Medicare recipients can make changes to their Advantage plans, supplement plans, or prescription drug plans for 2022. Medicare benefits don't have to be confusing. Call Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group at 252-946-8154 or come in and speak to a trusted advisor. They'll explain the options and help guide you through the process in case you want to make changes. Using an agent doesn't cost a thing and gives you the peace of mind about enrolling in the right plan. Remember, open enrollment for 2022 is only available until December 7th. Call Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group at 252-946-8154, online at flatlandsjessup.com, or visit them on Facebook. I'm here in the studio with Lance Clark of Bill Clark Homes, one of the largest home builders in Eastern Carolina. And much of the concentration has been right here in their hometown of Greenville and Pitt County. Lance, you guys have been doing this a long time. Yes, we have, Henry, and I appreciate it. Uh, last year, we celebrated our 40th anniversary, which we're extremely proud of, and we are and have always been family-owned and operated. Lance, tell us why a homeowner would choose Bill Clark Homes to build their home. Well, one thing that we do that we're really proud of is we like to make the customer part of the process. We have our own design department where we draw our own plans so you can modify and make the house the way you would like it. And another thing is we have a one-stop shop design center with two professional decorators to guide you through that process. So Lance, what's the price range that you focus on at Bill Clark Homes? Right now, our houses are from 160 all the way up to 500,000, and we have those houses in most school districts all around Greenville and Pitt County. 
money. For more information, contact BillClarkHomes.com. Getting into college is more competitive than ever, especially for rural students. That's why we're opening new paths to NC State with options like spring admission and transfer programs. What we think and do helps rural students get into NC State and graduate to fill North Carolina jobs. Discover how we're growing paths to NC State. Visit wegrownc.ncsu.edu. Sponsored by NC State's College of Agriculture and Life Sciences and the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters in cooperation with this station. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. So I asked Ben today, I said, Ben, how about that pickup of Stephen Gilmore? Go ahead, Steve. And Ben corrected me and said it's Stefan. Or is it Stefan? Stefan. Stefan. Still a big pickup. No, it's huge. I mean, that's a guy two years removed from Defensive Player of the Year. So not every day you get get that for a six-round pick. I think the Panthers are going for it. What do you think? That move tells me that they're ready to win now. And I like it. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, we're not used to this aggressive approach, especially when it comes to management So and making moves like this. So I'm all for it. It's I something think new, it's, it's great. something different. I think it's great. My only concern is if you're looking for a Super Bowl, you still got to get that offensive line figured out. You don't win with a bad offensive line like we do. So No, that's true. That is true. But well, that's, it is a good move. I like it. No, it's just it's a need as well. So it's a good move. So uh, it was announced yesterday after the show, or maybe during the show, and I just didn't catch it, that uh, after Thanksgiving they're going to have uh, the match part, whatever, between Bryson. I, I did hear about this, yeah. Uh, between Brooks and Bryson. And I think that's great. So then Scotty Scheffler said today, uh, and this was reported on by a guy named Dan Rappaport, who is the uh, Golf Digest Tiger Woods correspondent. That's all he covers is the Tiger beat. So Scotty Scheffler says, uh, according to this tweet, our Ryder, our Ryder Cup group chat was kind of a pain in the butt because Bryson was the only one without an iPhone. What do you think of that? I've been in, I've been in that. Oh no, you're in the, you're I've, in a lot of those I've, chats. I've been in Bryson's shoes before. It is kind of tough. I'm sitting there and I'm very excited that we're going to get a group chat going, and then all <laughs> of a sudden I get to Ben. Your team Android. Yeah, I don't have a lot of money. I can't afford an iPhone, so. I got to I got oh, to rock with what I have. That's the thing. Now, look, I used to have the Android because I was a broke uh, individual too at one time. Yeah. And then when I went to Florida, I got an iPhone, and I thought to myself, I like this iPhone. Now, I didn't get it. The, the company I was working for gave me an iPhone. Yeah. It gave me a car, a computer, an iPhone. I was like, wow, what am I missing out on? So I said, when I run out of this Android, when this deal runs out with this Android, I'm going team iPhone, and I did. But I'll, I'll say this, and, and I, I don't buy the new one. I mean, I've got one now that's probably six, seven years old. Wow, really? I put a new battery in it about a year and a half ago, right before the pandemic. Okay, all right, all right. I mean, something to consider. And um, I think my wife's got to do the same thing with hers. But I, she said, do you think we need a new iPhone? And I said, no, because it's 13, and I just don't want to get, like, a, an unlucky number. Yeah. I'm real weird about that. <laughs> that's my favorite number is 13. But, see, I just... The Android I had, maybe it was the phone I had, because I I try to squeeze every, ring every last nickel out of everything. Yeah. And, like, you, I mean, I would not have bought the car I bought had I had a reliable vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> but I just finally got irritated enough that I got to have a reliable vehicle, yeah. so I, I bought the car I bought. No, fair enough, fair enough. 
But otherwise, I was going to try to drive that thing till it wouldn't drive anymore. And guess what happened? It wouldn't drive anymore. Yeah. So I don't know if it was the type of Android I had. So I just wonder, should I, because I was kind of reading the comments of that tweet. Should I go back to, to the Android? Should I become Team Android? I I'll don't know. say this. I got the newest Galaxy, and the camera on this is absolutely terrible, and I love to use the camera mm-hmm. on all my phones. I've never had a good camera with an Android phone, and I know iPhones have really good ones. So I, maybe that might the persuade current, me to make the jump there. The current one does have a really good yeah. camera, Yeah, from what I understand, the current iPhone. But I'm just not buying one that's 13, so i got to have mine at least hang on for another year. Yeah, it would be another year, wouldn't it? All right, Dennis Dodd, thanks to him for being with us. That was good. That really was fun to have him on. Got some nice feedback on that. Uh, we'll have more tomorrow. Uh, and don't forget, the coordinators and Coach Houston talking to the media at 6 o'clock. We have our reporters there. Check out our social media. We'll have that for you. And we'll catch you tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show. Jolly Roger has set sail. Breaks a tackle. He's in the 10 to the 5. He's in. Touchdown, Pirates. Pirates football. At the 18-yard line. And the Pirates got block. Is back. Picked up by the Pirates. And it's a touchdown for ECU. Tune in for all the hard-hitting action all season long on your home for East Carolina football. The flagship for the ECU Pirates. 94-3, the game. Remember the days when you could go to your favorite butcher shop and get your pork chops or steaks cut just the way you like them? Well, you still can. Acre Station Meat Farm on Highway 32 in Pinetown, north of Washington, is Eastern Carolina's traditional butcher shop. Acre Station's where you can get your order cut the way you want it. The best sausage, bacon, and pork chops and steaks you'll ever taste. I get my steaks from Acre Station because uh, the quality is great and they can cut it any size you like and just can't find a selection like that anywhere else. I like to go get my roast at Acre Station because they cut it at about six pounds and that's perfect for my for my family because I just can't find what I'm looking for at the grocery store anymore. Acre Station, your traditional butcher shop in Pinetown just outside Washington on Highway 32. Find out what others have always known, the short trip to Acre